It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey folks, welcome back to the Locked On Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Stevens. Now, you might have noticed we've been a little absent for a little while. Uh, I am bringing the show back alone by myself. But more importantly, I want to see you guys go ahead and share this on social media. This is kind of a little test for me to make sure that what you guys uh, are, are enjoying and let me know that you guys are enjoying what I'm doing. So that way I can invest the proper time to get this show to where it needs to be. But again, I need to see you guys sharing it on Twitter and on Facebook. You can go ahead and get a hold of me at Matthew S underscore NFL, or of course, always locked on Ravens on Twitter. All right, guys. Well, we're going to talk a little bit today about the biggest offseason needs before free agency begins for the Baltimore Ravens. That's going to be the whole episode today is just digging into those needs. Now, Baltimore has a bunch of needs. Obviously, we could see that go ahead and expand after free agency really begins, uh, after some potential cap casualties, after a potential Joe Flacco trade. But we're going to go ahead and talk about what we kind of see as the Baltimore's biggest needs up front. Well, first and foremost, obviously, if you're a Ravens fan, you hear this every single offseason, it's wide receiver. I mean, that's the top of this list. It's the top of the list every single offseason. You've got John Brown is a pending free agent. Honestly, doesn't really fit with what Baltimore wants to do. You know, in in the short term, at the very least, they want to have a run-heavy offense. John Harbaugh admitted that at the State of the Ravens address uh, last week. Baltimore wants to go ahead and use a run-heavy offense. They're probably not going to go ahead and be throwing the ball super deep uh, very often to John Brown. And and again, if we're being honest, Brown had a good first quarter of the season, first half of the season under Joe Flacco in a, in a bigger arm. Not necessarily uh, uh, seeing that return in the second half of the season for John Brown. So given the fact that his market value is probably going to be elevated, he wants a long-term deal in order to stay in Baltimore. Uh, I, I don't really see John Brown sticking around. So you're already going to be down a guy. After that, you've got Michael Crabtree, who was a complete disappointment. Uh, chances are he's not going to be around. Uh, you know, it, it, Baltimore kind of completely remade their wide receiver cores last off season, largely because guys were dropping the ball. Well, Michael Crabtree had a lot of drops this season, again, especially in the first half of the season, uh, and he just disappeared in too many games. And if you're talking about a guy who is going to make a, a decent amount of money as a wide receiver toward the end of his career, again, it's just not Baltimore style to go ahead and keep him on if they can find someone else to go ahead and replace him. So don't be shocked if really Baltimore kind of returns 
or hits the offseason fully with Willie Sneed being their really only remaining starting wide receiver. I mean, you've got Chris Moore, you've still got, you know, your two rookies from last year that didn't play a snap of football. So you still have some depth there. You still have some guys on the roster, but realistically, you need a starting lineup. You don't have one. Willie Sneed, he had some drops last year as well. Uh, He's obviously not the most complete wide receiver. He does fit into what I think Baltimore wants to do, but Baltimore's going to have to attack the draft and or free agency to go ahead and bring some more warm bodies into this building and ensure that they they have uh, you know somebody set up, that they have an offense set up for Lamar Jackson since they're making the commitment to go ahead and roll with him for the future. So uh, right now we'll kind of dig a little bit further into uh, what the wide receiver free agency period looks like later on in another show. Uh, but for right now, I, I can't see how Baltimore doesn't have that at the top of their list one way or another via free agency or the draft. After that, you're looking at guard. Uh, you know, James Hurst was re-signed last offseason to be Baltimore's right tackle. Now, obviously, at the end of the season, he got moved over as Orlando Brown Jr. Uh, kind of came up and, and took the starting job with Hurst injured. Alex Lewis, injury prone once again for another season. And, and I like Alex Lewis. I think Alex Lewis can be a really good guard. But man, the guy is yet to be healthy for an entire season, and that's just not going to work. So realistically, you're looking at James Hurst, probably going to be your starter next year, and he wasn't very good. I mean, even by the end of the year, uh, you know, come the Chargers game in the wild card, they went ahead and pulled Hurst and actually put in Bozeman at some point. So uh, it's not a position that I think they have to attack super hard, but they don't really have a lot of quality depth. Again, you're looking at Alex Lewis, who has been you know, often injured, you're looking at James Hurst, who really had just one good year in Baltimore, and that was at left guard, but didn't really return to form there late last season. Uh, and then you've got Marshall Yonda, who could be a cap casualty, and realistically, he's at the end of his career. You know, Yonda has, in previous years, kind of mentioned, look, I'm going to take it one year at a time, I'm going to do what I do every offseason and, and kind of evaluate things. Uh, but there is a real possibility that Yonda might not be around this year. And even if he is, you cannot count on him for another five years. So you have to find someone that can start. Uh, you have to find someone that is is quality depth that maybe you can bring up to, to be a replacement for Yanda later on down the line. But you have to go ahead and pick up at least one guard, if not maybe two, if you're going to go ahead and really attack this offseason properly and you're going to build up an offense, again, around Lamar Jackson. You know, Jackson needs that that quality offensive line in front of him to help protect him, to help give him a little bit more time, to help him learn how to read defenses and, and do what he does. You need to build in the trenches for that. So guard is another big one that you're going to go ahead and have to attack if you're Baltimore. Again, whether that be in free agency or the draft. Outside of that, you're looking at outside linebacker or a pass rusher. you got Zadarius Smith, Terrell Suggs. Both of them are pending free agents right now. Uh, you know, there, there's question on whether or not Baltimore should bring back Suggs. Uh, I think realistically you're probably looking at, you know, a three, four, five million dollar per year deal. Uh, it's like it's going to be a short term one. I mean, Suggs is at the end of his career. He's, I believe, 36 right now. So. That's not a long-term solution to even bring him back. Zadarius Smith, as we've seen in, in so many years previously, probably going to get a pretty big deal from somewhere else in the league. You know, had uh, close to double-digit sacks in very limited play. 
that's a guy that a lot of other teams go, hey, I think if we can go ahead and make him a starter, uh, he can go ahead and get double-digit sacks. And, and in the NFL, if you're harassing the quarterback on a regular basis, if you're getting double-digit sacks or, or a team feels like you can, you typically go ahead and cash in in the offseason. And it's not Baltimore style to kind of overpay for a guy that they didn't feel comfortable starting all of last year. Uh, and that's the case for Zedarius Smith. So, again, realistically, you could be looking at – you know, uh, Judon could be leading this team from an outside linebacker perspective, and I don't think anyone's really super comfortable with that happening. Uh, so you've got Judon, you've got Tim Williams, you've got a lot of those young guys who just haven't stepped up. Now, you hope they do. You hope that defensive coordinator Don Martindale is able to go ahead and, and raise those guys up and develop those guys. But as of right now, again, if you're Baltimore, if you're Eric DaCosta in your first off season, you look at that and go, hey, our defense is really predicated on the idea that we can attack the quarterback, that we can force quarterbacks to make bad throws, make bad decisions, and the secondary comes out and, and they do what they do. But I need a pass rusher. I need someone who can go ahead and win pretty consistently, and Judon was never consistent last year. He wasn't consistent the, the previous season. He got a lot of his numbers were in a few games, not over the course of the season. And you start looking at that and going, okay, well, we need to get someone in here who can not only pass rush, but also help set the edge, be really big in, in run support. Uh, even though you might not have Le'Veon Bell in this league, in this division anymore, you still have, you know, I mean, the, the Bengals still have uh, Joe Mixon. They still have a good run game that they, they'd like to lean on. Uh, things could be happening there offensively for them to maybe switch to more of a run style offense. Uh, you, you've got the Cleveland Browns who, again, a very talented running back group. Uh, and they could go ahead and lean on them to help offset Baker Mayfield and help let him develop, much like Baltimore's trying to do right now with Lamar Jackson. So you need outside linebackers. You need good ones. You need starters. And again, you hope that, you know, Judon becomes a little bit more consistent. Uh, you hope that Tim Williams shows up. You hope that, you know, Tyus Bowser, you hope those guys go ahead and develop. But as of right now, if you're leaning on them, and you're leaning on a defense to really be there for your offense. Again, a run-heavy scheme, you're looking at you need pass rushes. You need that outside uh, uh, run defense as well. So, uh, you know, they'll probably go ahead and, and, and look to that more or less probably in the, uh, in the draft. Again, much like wide receiver, those guys are expensive. Like I mentioned with Zedaria Smith, those guys are not cheap. Good edge defenders, good outside linebackers, good pass rushers especially are expensive. The league rolls through those guys. There's a few positions that are worth significantly more. A good pass rusher is one of them. So the draft is probably a position is probably where you want to go ahead and attack that position. So that way you're not wasting a bunch of cap space on one individual player at a time where you're kind of rebuilding. Uh, and, and again, you hope that your young guys go ahead and step up, but you, you need a veteran there. Uh, and, and Suggs could be that for the, the short term, but It'd probably be helpful if you had someone that is maybe a little bit younger who could stay around for three, four years and be a good stopgap player uh, until you're sure that someone else is going to go ahead and show up while you then draft at the position. Now, look, guys, we've got the Super Bowl coming up. You know, ever since I started this podcast and even before, people have always been asking me for advice, especially on who to bet for. Everyone likes winning a little bit of money, especially right around this time. Look, the truth is, I don't know who's going to win. It could be the Rams. It could be the Patriots. Please let it be the Rams. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Now, remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. 
Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. And I love that joke. They've been in business for years, they have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Not only that, they have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score in each game. Again, we've got the Super Bowl coming up, and it's a good opportunity for everyone to maybe plock down a, a buck or two. My bookie's going to go ahead and help you do that. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.com. And use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N when creating your account to claim the bonus. Now, when you play, you win, you're going to get paid. MyBookie.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, let's talk a little bit more about these uh, positions that, that Baltimore kind of needs to attack in this offseason. Now, the Ravens really haven't had a traditional free safety in recent years. And, and when you look at what Eric Weddle was asked to do a lot of the times, you know, he was asked to kind of be almost like a strong safety. He came down in run support an awful lot while not really maintaining that, that high safety that you typically have seen out of older Baltimore play, uh, 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 defenses. You know, he, he's, he didn't play the Ed Reed role. He played more of a strong safety uh, type of a role and a little bit as a coach. Now, Weddle is also a potential cap casualty this season, and he admitted earlier at the uh, locker cleanout period that, look, he'd probably retire this offseason if he's cut. Uh, he's kind of since walked that back, but Weddle seems to recognize that he might not be around in 2019. He's also been kind of a liability in coverage, and, and again, I know a lot of Ravens fans, they like Eric Weddle. I like Eric Weddle. I think he's a good guy, but the reality is he's an older safety. There's a reason why he came down in, in to, to run support more often. It's the reason why you know, they've asked Tony Jefferson to pick up a little bit of that slack and become a little bit better of a coverage uh, uh, safety rather than the typical role that he has, which has been an enforcer, a, a, a come down and, and uh, you know, take on the, the run game, be a linebacker type of a safety. Now, Chuck Clark is in line for a larger role this, this offseason off next season, but he's also not really a traditional free safety. Baltimore really needs to get a guy who can roam the back of that field, especially if you're going to talk about cutting guys like Jimmy Smith uh, uh, or Brandon Carr. You're going to need the extra help in the secondary. Having a guy that can sit back there that has a bunch of range can also hit, gives you that ability to go ahead and and maybe be a little bit more uh, lenient on your cornerbacks. Those guys can be a little bit more ballsy. They can be a little bit more aggressive in attacking uh, you know, passes and they can come back on things a little bit more because you have a guy that's behind them that will go ahead and make the play at the very least. So you'll see a little bit more interceptions. Obviously, overthrows are certainly perfect for, for a single high safety. 
that's that's kind of the role that you want to see. That's what Baltimore's been missing in recent years, and they could really get that. Now, again, there's some free agents, one free agent in my mind, that uh, or a pending free agent, that Baltimore could target, and I think they should target. Uh, Earl Thomas from the Seattle Seahawks, kind of my dream guy for that type of a role. I think that's perfect for him. But uh, as long as Weddle is eventually let go or, or retires, this is a position that Baltimore needs to go ahead and address regardless of what happens. Uh, whether it be free agency or whether it be in the draft, you need to go ahead and still draft someone to go ahead and take that role long term. Uh, so that's something that they're going to have to go ahead and look at. Now, there are some good free safeties, especially that that single high, rangy type of safety. Those guys are around uh, in, in the first round and toward the middle of the draft as well. If Baltimore wants to go ahead and, and, and attack that, they can. Another big position that, that I think Baltimore really needs to go after one way or another is running back. Now, look, I, I don't think they're going to go ahead and get Le'Veon Bell. I, I think that's a pipe dream. I think a lot of fans would like that to happen, but eh, let's let's be real here. Ty Montgomery and Javorius Allen are unrestricted free agents. I would not expect them back. Um, the, you know, By the end of the season, they weren't really used all that often, especially Javorius Allen. I mean, he, he, he went from one of the best... Uh, you know, receiving backs, one of the, the guys that really does a great job in that and, and in, in uh, pass protection to essentially just not being used. I, I even believe that he was a healthy scratch at one point uh, toward the end of the season. You also have Alex Collins as a restricted free agent. Gus Edwards, DeLance Turner are exclusive rights free agents. Now, while those guys could keep the, uh, while you could keep those guys, you can keep Collins, you can keep Edwards, and you can keep Turner on relatively cheap deals because of their uh, restricted or exclusive rights free agent status. Uh, you know, Baltimore didn't seem all that eager to go ahead and play Collins. Now, granted, they put him on injured reserve, but I think most people look at that and go, well, let's be real here. It, uh, he didn't seem all that injured. They just didn't seem to enjoy using him uh, by about midseason. So they went ahead and switched over to Gus Edwards. DeLance Turner was, was hurt last year. And again, he was a guy that was a practice squad type of guy. Uh, even Gus Edwards, as much as he, he did positive things last year, that's not really a group of players that you go, they're going to lead the league in rushing next year. That's a position that you probably want to go ahead and upgrade, uh, even just from one particular role. Even if you just want to go ahead and say, Gus Edwards is our guy, we're going to roll with him as kind of our early down back. I need someone that can then come in, blitz protection on third down, uh, can be an option in in the you know along with uh, Lamar Jackson or someone more importantly to kind of play that Ray Rice role to to play that smaller stature speedier guy harder to bring down uh, and a, and a great receiver out of the backfield that's a position that Baltimore has kind of pointed out in years past that they need now there's a bunch of those guys out there obviously you know every off season every draft we always hear about this running backs are a dime a dozen that's accurate especially in a league that doesn't really value them all that well. They're cheap. So Baltimore could go ahead and grab someone in free agency. But then again, I, I think the draft is probably something that you, you might see them add someone, you know, in the middle to later rounds who can fill a, a specific role in their running back by committee type of approach. Um, even if they don't necessarily go for a bell cow back. Now they could, they could go ahead and, and go after someone like Le'Veon Bell and say, Hey, you're going to do it all. You're, you're going to be the guy that's going to get 90% of the, the snaps at running back. 
and we're going to ask you to be a three down back. Again, that being said, is if you're Baltimore, I don't think that's necessarily true. I, I think you're looking at a rebuilding period. So you need someone that you got to develop guys. You can't just go out there and, and, and buy them. You don't have the cap space to do that realistically. And at the same time, it's just not a long-term success uh, issue there. So you need to develop guys. You need to go out and draft guys. You need guys uh, who aren't going to cost you a ton of money but can go ahead and play a larger role. And that seems to be what Baltimore has done, especially offensively. And, and they've done it for years defensively. We're going to pick up guys that do specific things that we want them to do. We're going to interchange them. We're going to throw them all around. So that way, really, no one player is is super, super important. They all come together and they all do individual things the way they want to do. Uh, we could see Baltimore go ahead and maybe look for a more proven veteran. That could be a bigger priority at running back, uh, especially after running backs coach Thomas Hammock left to be the head coach of NIU. Uh, that could be something that Baltimore wants to do, and they don't really have a veteran on there. I mean, again, Edwards, Turner, Collins, those guys aren't veterans by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, so having an older running back who, who kind of knows what to do and can almost be like an on-field coach or, or uh, a guy in, in the film study rule, uh, room that can go ahead and teach these young guys might be something that, that uh, you know Baltimore is interested in. After running back, I think center is probably the next position you really have to look at. Uh, if you upgrade guard, if you get one or two good guards, especially one good starter uh, to, to team up with Marshall Yonda, I don't think center is as big of a deal. If you don't get a guard, you absolutely have to get a center. Look, Matt Skura was kind of shoved in at center after the Ravens let Ryan Jensen sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last offseason. He wasn't awful, but... I mean, let's be real. He also wasn't really all that great either. They could look to, uh, you know, see if he can continue that development and grow. But they could also probably, you know, put Bradley Bozeman in there and say, hey, fight it out for the starting job. I think if you're Baltimore, there are some free agent options out there that probably won't cost a ton of money. That would be immediate upgrades and huge ones at that. And again, centers tend to not be as expensive as good guards. Uh, and if really, if you're talking about, you have right tackle situated with Orlando Brown Jr. You have right guard situated with uh, Marshall Yonda. If you get a good center, Matt Paredes is a good option. And you have someone like, let's just say James Hurst or Bradley Bozeman over at left guard. Okay, that's fine. Ronnie, Ronnie Stanley at left tackle. Then you really only have one position that you're kind of a little unsure about that you, that you don't feel great about. But Again, I'm going to make you better. I'm going to make left guard better by having a really good center and by having a really good uh, left tackle. I can disguise a little bit of those weaknesses at left guard. Uh, so, you know, yeah, we, we certainly could see Baltimore really kind of go after a center in free agency if a deal is is, is kind of worked out. They, they feel is, uh, you know, maybe a good stopgap solution to either wait for Skura to kind of develop a little bit further or, or Bozeman to develop a little bit further or to draft someone who can eventually take over. Uh, but they need someone to kind of do that immediately, and that would be super helpful. Again, not the most important thing in the world if you have a good guard, if you have a good left and right guard, you can kind of mask some of those issues at center as well. But one of those two offensive line positions is going to be pretty important for, for the Ravens this offseason. Beyond that, you're looking at quarterback. You know, they're expecting to either trade or just flat out cut Joe Flacco this offseason. 
Robert Griffin III is is well expected to be on Baltimore's radar, and he he did kind of mention he wanted to come back. The reality is is teams were looking at him last offseason for Baltimore to to trade for him, and Baltimore kind of held on to him to have three quarterbacks. Griffin could very well earn a pretty large payday for a guy that was out of the league, not last season, but the season before. He could have a shot at a starting job. With the Ravens, he certainly doesn't. Um, You know, Lamar Jackson is the guy. They're obviously getting rid of Joe Flacco specifically for that reason. Uh, Griffin really doesn't have much of a shot at being a starting quarterback here in Baltimore outside of Jackson getting hurt, which could be the case. He could be transitioning into that kind of mentor role. But again, if you're looking around the league and and there's a few teams out there that maybe have a little bit more of a, a... confusing quarterback situation that could use another stopgap quarterback, uh, you know, to, to play for a year or two. Griffin could very well go ahead and earn that type of a position elsewhere. And, and I would not begrudge him for doing so. So I, Baltimore needs to find a backup quarterback. They, they've talked about how they want a quarterback that plays similarly to Lamar Jackson. So that way they don't need to change the, 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 position or the offense if something were to happen to him. Uh, obviously, it makes things a little bit easier to develop if you have a, a veteran quarterback. So Robert Griffin certainly seems like he's on the radar, but once again, uh, that might not be feasible. So they need to go ahead and find someone that can go ahead and fit that role as well as be a mentor to, to Lamar Jackson. That's a guy that they're going to need. So those are the main positions that I think Baltimore has to attack. Those are their biggest holes as of right now. Uh, certainly I think you could say inside linebackers, maybe a little bit of a hole as well. CJ Mosley is, is by no means, uh, guaranteed to return, but at the same time, I think you've got, I think the likelihood of CJ Mosley returning is far greater than him disappearing or or signing elsewhere. Uh, and I think they've done a pretty good job of drafting and and signing guys around Mosley to once again, just kind of like I mentioned, uh, you know, earlier on. To, to fit a bunch of different roles. So depending on exactly what their defense wants to do at any given moment, they can substitute a guy in there. You've got Peanut, uh, you've got Kenny Young, you've, you've got a bunch of guys in there that could potentially um, step up next season that I think you feel a little bit more comfortable about than you do at outside linebacker. So I'm not too worried about that. Uh, tight end is as stocked as it's probably ever going to be for Baltimore. You just drafted two new guys. You still have... You know, three guys, I think two of them are, are free agents, pending free agents, but you, you might look to re-sign one of them. Uh, I believe it's Max Williams and Nick Boyle are your two guys that, that are pending free agents. So, you know, really, Baltimore has some big holes. They've got especially an offense, and, and this is the issue when you don't go ahead and draft offensive players, when you don't sign them, when you don't really invest in that. Now you've got a franchise quarterback. Now you have to. So there might be a little bit more emphasis on the Ravens this offseason both in free agency and the draft, really looking to build around Lamar Jackson and give him talent immediately to help offset some of his developmental issues as a passer especially. So uh, do not be too shocked there to see that type of stuff happen, especially with Greg Roman kind of coming in at offensive coordinator right now. They've talked about maybe buying in another pass game specialist uh, as well. So, I think Eric Costa is going to be focusing a lot on offense this offseason, uh, but those are the main needs as of right now. As this kind of week progresses, we're going to talk a little bit more about what the Ravens can do and maybe some free agents on their side that they could look to re-sign, as well as some potential free agents 
outside of the organization that could be good targets. So keep it locked on here at Locked On Ravens. And again, make sure you share on social media. I want to see stuff on Twitter. I want to see stuff on Facebook. I want to see you guys going ahead and letting other people know that we're back. So thank you guys very, very much. And enjoy Super Bowl week. It's a good time. Go Rams. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.